What is up, everybody? On this episode of Zendrop Live, Jared and I talked to a really awesome group of Zendrop users about mindset uh, and answered some technical e-commerce questions. I hope you enjoy. All right, let's get this show on the road. Let's give some. Let's give a little bit of time for people to come in here. What's going on, guys? This is going to be a little bit of a smaller call. We uh, we decided we're not going to send out a ton of emails and fill up the room. We want to be able to get to everyone's questions, and uh, it's all recorded anyway. So, so it'll be posted on YouTube after, like usual. Um, we figured out the, the tech on Zoom so we can call people up. So um, hopefully you guys have some cool questions or ideas or things that you want to run by us and uh, you can jump up and, and ask us. We've also been getting a lot of questions in uh, our email. So we got some stuff to go through there. Um, but let me just, let me know, can you guys hear me all right? We got a yes from David. Thank you, David, for confirming. Where's, uh, where's everyone calling in from? got los angeles in the house anyone from uh from florida we had a bunch of people from florida last time oh yeah there you go southwest florida central florida we got two people from florida got hawaii again gotta be the same guy from hawaii what's up ralph good to see you again david brett ava good to see you guys nancy owen welcome back to zen drop live uh I'm Jared Getz. We got Brad Loeffler here, and we're excited to spend the evening with you guys. We got Costa Mesa, Colorado, London, people all over the place. Beautiful thing to be able to connect with people all over the world. Um, so the way we're going to do this, guys, is there's a little button to raise your hand. Uh, it looks like Kathy's already got her hand raised. You probably know the drill. If you want to come up, you want us to call you up and you can ask questions and converse and spark conversation. Just raise your hand, we'll call on you. Uh, if you have any questions, we will answer them. Um, we don't have a presentation tonight. We're just doing a Q and A, uh, just gonna be jamming with you guys, having some fun, um, but welcome, welcome. All right, looks like we're filling up here. Nancy, glad you've been enjoying the calls. Uh, this is something that we're excited to do. You know, it's great to connect with people. Um, great to get feedback. Great to be able to help where we could. And, and these kind of calls really help us too. You know, it's like we get to talk about topics that refresh. And when you're talking about good topics, it really, um, you know, solidifies your thoughts. So I, I really enjoy these too. So thanks, Nancy. Um, I want to, I wanted to kick off this call with, uh, just a concept that really helped me um, it was a concept that like once I grasped it, it allowed me to keep pushing when times were hard and when times that I didn't believe in myself. Uh, and it's a concept that's allowed me to continue to level up. Uh, and it's something that really resonates with people, especially, you know, people of all levels, really, um, especially people just getting off the ground though, or trying to get off the ground. Uh, it's a concept that I'm really passionate about and wanted to just start off the call with to get the energy right. 
And that concept is outperforming your subconscious, outperforming your beliefs. And what do I mean by that? So, you know, every single one of us has a view on the world. And although some of us may have similar views on the world, we're all unique in our own way in that we were raised in different places. We had different circumstances. You know, maybe one of us had single parents, somebody else had a big family. You know, some people grew up with money, some people grew up poor, some people grew up in South America, some people in Asia. And the way you're brought up and the way your world unfolded for you develops your belief system on the world. So, you know, if you grew up like me, I grew up with a single mom in a one bedroom apartment and she always worked two to three jobs and she worked, you know, all day. And she worked at Bloomingdale's and Macy's and, you know, growing up for me, my beliefs because of that are that you're supposed to work a job. You're supposed to work a lot and you're not supposed to make a lot of money. That was my beliefs. But of course I saw other people, right? Doing well, making money, living life on their own terms, traveling, doing what they want to do. But I didn't have it ingrained in myself that it was possible for me. I mean, I knew it was possible, but I didn't really, in my subconscious, believe it was possible for me. So the concept of outperforming your beliefs is that basically we all have beliefs and we all live at a certain level. I'll give another example before I dive too deep into the concept. When I left my job, I was working a job. I was making $60,000 a year. It was a great job. But when I quit my job, my beliefs were that you should make about $200 a day, maybe $250 a day. And like, that's good. And I knew other people were out there, you know, earning more money. They were, they had their own businesses. They were successful, but like inside, I thought 250 was like the limit. Outperforming your beliefs are that, you know, that it's possible. You see other people doing it, but you don't truly believe it inside. So you stick to your plan. You know, you guys are all here for a reason, right? You guys are all trying to, build a business, build freedom. So you stick to your plan and you work hard knowing that you have to outperform your beliefs, knowing that you're not going to understand this until it happens. So you work hard, you try, you stay consistent until something, something pops, something works finally. So for me, it was when I started selling products online and I had my first thousand dollar day, it was like, wow, like internally, at my, in my soul knew that I could make a thousand dollars a day instead of 250. And then I got to that level and, and, and we all plateau in all areas of life. And it's not just about money, but using money as a, as an example makes it easy to, to comprehend, but we hit these plateaus and we start to think like, this is it. Can't really get past this. This isn't going to work. And you start thinking of all the things you got to do and, and your brain automatically assumes the worst case scenario that like, that's not gonna work because of this. This isn't gonna work because of that. But in reality, if you keep going at it, you stay consistent, you know, you, you're disciplined and you, you use your vision as your fuel and your discipline is what pushes you every day, something's gonna break you through that next level, right? So if you guys are at a plateau or you're just getting off the ground, I want you to just, you know, take a moment to internalize this concept because it really helped me is that you, you need to outperform your belief system. You need to you know, come up with your vision of what you want your life to be. 
have the discipline and keep working until something outperforms where your beliefs are. So just want to start off the call with that concept. You know, we don't want to just strictly talk about e-commerce on these calls, although obviously we're an e-commerce company. So we do want to help you guys with that stuff, but we want to talk about the mindset because in reality, it's not about what you know. It's not about the skills you know. It's not about the technical knowledge you have. I know a lot of people that know a lot of stuff about e-commerce and still aren't doing well. It's because you need a solid foundation. You, you really need to build that inner strength and that solid foundation to grow on. So this is stuff that I'm really passionate about and, uh, and want to start bringing into this call. I know Brad's really passionate about this stuff too. So if you guys have any you know, thoughts, comments, concerns, or anything along those lines, you know, feel free to bring it up. So, all right, so awesome guys. Glad you guys are enjoying it. David, thank you. Uh, Ava, I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, enjoying this stuff as well. Um, Andrew, thanks for the encouragement for me to keep talking about this stuff. If you guys enjoy it and you're you know telling me, it encourages me to keep talking about this stuff. So. Anyway, we can, uh, we can go ahead and kick off with some questions. Uh, Brad, do you want to bring up some of the questions we got uh, via email and then we can call some people up? Yeah, I, we, we've got a bunch of technical questions. So I'm not sure if you want to hit those a little bit later and just bring up some people to chat now. Yeah, I mean, if anyone, okay, so we'll do that. If anyone wants to jump up and not be shy and jump up on here and talk and ask questions, raise your hand in the, in the, uh, in the participants area and we'll call you up. We got a couple hands raised already. Yeah. So I'm going to call Kathy up. She's had her hand up since the beginning of the call. Okay, sure. So Kathy, you just need to unmute your mic um, and then fire away. Where are you from Kathy? Costa Mesa, California. Awesome. Nice to have you. Thanks. It's great to be here and uh, Jared can keep preaching all the time about the Zen of it. <laughs> Thanks, what can we help you with? A um, couple things, and this is um, um, sometimes AliExpress or Zendrop together don't have like certain things that uh, we might be looking for. Is there a way to bring in small, um, I've got two questions I typed in, but is there a way to bring in other sources through Zendrop? So you mean like another supplier? Yeah, another if, supplier if or a small mom and pop or something that's kind of uh, unique. Yep. So at the moment, we we only work with, especially for these products that you're looking for on AliExpress, uh, we're only working with our fulfillment company and our team in China to source those products. Okay. Uh, it's very complex. There's a lot going on behind the scenes in yes. terms of logistics back and forth. So for those types of products, we're only going to be if it's not found on AliExpress, um, chances are we can't source that product. Um, but okay. if you want to contact our support team and see if there's something we can do to get that added for you somehow, maybe you're, maybe it's on one of the other sites uh, like Alibaba or um, 866 or whatever that other one is, 686 um, that it's called. Yeah, we can, we can try to get it for you. Um, in terms of like mom and pop, like maybe like an Etsy supplier, if that's kind of something that you're, that you're referring to something like that or, or um, something that you know locally that might be um something yeah. you want to include on in your store only something like that for for right now um that's not an option just because there's a lot of implementation that goes on behind the scenes 
Um, but yeah, I in saw the future, that. in the future, it, it, it will be for sure. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Kathy. And yeah, guys, we we are um, just to recap. Pretty much any product that you guys want to sell, for the most part, will be on AliExpress or Alibaba, and we can source you know ninety nine percent of those products. Uh, but we are working on, uh, we got some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Uh, we're in the near future going to have about 200,000 products that are in the U.S. ready to ship, which we're super excited about. Uh, and then we're also building something really special that brands and small mom and pop shops and Etsy type products can actually upload their products and you guys can sell those as well. So just stay tuned. We'll always send updates uh, via email and let you guys know where we stand on all this stuff. Cool. All right, Kamal, you are up next. Hey, hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, the question I had for you guys was about um, like my, my ad account performance. Okay, like um, recently my ad account has not performing really good. I know like that's a broad question that's not like super specific, but like, yeah. Yeah, like and recently I've been getting like on um, my CPM have, have not been good. Uh, also, my CPC really like the, the performance of my ad account has not been that good. So maybe I'll, I'll like to ask you guys like maybe how can I how can I improve on the performance of my ad account? Okay, I can take this one. So first of all, um, you know don't don't think it's your ad account. Uh, it's probably that you just haven't you know, hit something that's winning yet. Um, but to lower your CPC, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that's your cost per click. Um, you want things that make people click more, right? So you want to test different ads and different creatives. Um, if you want to lower your cost per acquisition, same thing. You need to get more people to click cheaper and you need your website to convert at a better conversion rate. Um, but re in reality, uh, the problem is not with your ad account. It's probably with your ads or your business. But it goes back to what I was saying originally. You know, you need to just keep going at it, keep trying things until one of those things breaks through and becomes a winner. And don't, you know, you got, you, you, you sound like you're a little bit uh, skeptical and discouraged, you know, and that's normal. But you got to replace that with, with excitement. You got to be excited every day to test products. You gotta be excited every day to run new ads and you gotta be excited every day to, to make those improvements, but definitely don't be like, Oh, my ad account doesn't work. This is my problem. And then not take action because of it. You just got to keep taking action until something breaks through. And it sounds simple, but it's the truth. Yeah, it was well said. Um, all right, Owen, you are up next. Owen, where are you from? Uh, hi, Brad. Hi, uh, Jared. Hi, everybody on the call. Um, I'm from London, UK. That's where I'm from, Brad. Awesome. It's late and, there, huh? Uh, yeah, it is. It's early morning. But uh, right, you know what? This is worth the wait to get onto the call and to hear what you guys have to say. Um, this is mainly one for Jared, even though right, you come across this yourself, Brad. Um, right, from, right from your earlier conversation about mindset and outperforming your... Um, belief system obviously you guys have been through this before i was wondering if there are any um, books or any resources that uh, you could point people such as myself to um, when we embark on uh, anything entrepreneurial because obviously 
you know, things will not happen in a straight line linearly, um, such as a caller earlier who was saying that, look, you know, I'm trying this, I'm trying that, but nothing seems to be happening. But to reinforce the fact that, uh, well, look, you know, right, we, you have to um, spend a bit of time changing things, seeing what works, what doesn't work. I think you can apply that to your earlier statement. Um, I was just wondering if there's anything that um, I could probably read or look at or yeah, um, anything. Okay. absolutely. Well, first of all, the, the fact that you're on the path to learn more, read more, find more information is a great thing. Um, I've coached hundreds of students. We used to have a, a coaching program and the people that really invested in their self-development, you know, read books, learned concepts, practiced different things to form, you know, good habits. People that really invested their time and energy into learning about improving themselves, their inner strength, building that foundation to keep their mindset in a good place. Those were the people that did well. You know, we had a lot of people that were technically amazing. Like they understood ads very well. They understood the math. They were great at doing things, great at getting videos made, but they were continuously skeptical and they would, you know, they would go into things with the wrong attitude. And it was the people that, that woke up excited, had high energy, and were excited to get on the calls, like yourself, Owen, you're waiting up till this time to get on the call. You know, I commend you for that. But it's people like that, that, that it just attracts the other good shit into your life, quite simply. I mean, there's a million scientific things you could discuss to get to that point, but good energy attracts success into your life, quite simply. Um, so there are tons of, of good resources and books. Um, I actually have a book called Overnight Success that uh, I published about two years ago, and it's, it's a quick read. It's about 120 pages long, um, and it dives into all these topics in more, in more depth. It's an easy read, um, but there's tons of good books. Brad, I mean, you've been reading a bunch of good books lately. What kind of recommendations do you have? Yeah, well, Owen, actually shoot me, shoot me an email, brad at zendrop.com with your address. I want to send you a copy of that book, Overnight Success. I think it's honestly like, you know, not just talking Jared up. I think it is a really good book. Um, it, it covers a lot of these principles that, that we're talking about. Um, God, there's so many. Um, I, I, would, I would say specifically, if you're looking for something um, sort of motivational, um, how do Un-F Yourself by Mark Marin, or not, sorry, not Mark Marin. Um, forget the author's last name, but that's a really good one. Um, and The Power of Now is also a really good one. Uh, that's a really, really good read, easy read. But definitely shoot me an email with your address. I want to get you a copy of, of Jared's book. Fantastic. That's very good of you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no I, worries. I want to jump back in too. So like, you know, what, like, you know, getting motivated is really important, but it's really just about being happy. And being happy is the first thing. So like reading books about spirituality, about fulfillment. You know, there's a great book called The Untethered Soul that I read not too long ago. I think Brad read it as well. I think we actually did a book club. Our Zen Drop team does a book club uh, every other month or so. And we did The Untethered Soul. That's a really good one you should write down. Um, Getting Things Done is a really good book for how to systematize yourself and hold yourself accountable. Um, but really it's like the fact that you got the hunger for more knowledge to increase your energy is means that you're on the right path on. So 
yeah, thanks for that question. Yeah, yeah and you. quickly, I want to share my screen. I just pulled something up quick just to just to cover it because I think it's actually super important. Uh, it's called the plateau of latent potential. This is like one of my favorite things um, that I've recently discovered, or not super recently, but um, I think this this applies directly to what we're talking about here. You guys can see my screen, right? Yep. Yeah, so basically, essentially, this is this what this is referring to is exactly sort of what Owen had had mentioned there with, you know, things are not linear, right? This is what people most people think should happen, right? I start doing things, I start progressing towards my goals, and I should see a linear path to success, right? But what actually happens is, because of the benefits of compounding interest, um, and just it's going to take a little bit of time to get off the ground. But once you do, you'll start to see exponential results. This is what actually happens. This curve down here, which is an exponential curve. And this valley right here, where what you think should happen and what's actually happening are sort of reversed. This is where most people give up right here. It's called the valley of disappointment. Uh, so this is where most people had, they just simply kept going they would start to see the benefits of the compounding effects of all of their efforts. And they'd actually start to see some traction and some results, but most people give up here. So as long as you literally just keep, keep, I mean, obviously you need to be doing things correctly. You need to be doing things the right way, but you're going to learn how to do things the right way. Should you just continue to go? And that's sort of what the, what, what starts to compound on itself. You start making better decisions um, and you start taking more action, you're more confident, you've got more self-esteem, and then you can really see some pretty, pretty awesome results. But most people sort of give up right in here. That's awesome, Brad. That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah. that, that, um, that's, that's what I've seen a lot. Yeah. Brad, if I can interrupt, I think, um, right. I think what you've just said over the last, what, 10, 15 seconds is, is, is the reason why I think most of us fall off the, fall off the trail because we don't realize what's happening as it's happening. And so therefore we interpret it the wrong way. And it's hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, having success, doing, achieving the goals you want to achieve, whether it's, you know, making more money, whether it's losing 30 pounds, whether, it, whether it's doing whatever you want to do, it's not going to happen overnight right? It's not going to happen in short increments of time. It's going to come from consistent long-term good behavior. And that's what I'm referring to the compounding benefits of eating really good food, food that's really good for you, right? In a, in a month's time or two months time, you're going to start to see those results sort of compound on themselves. If you do it for four days, you're not going to, like, nothing is going to happen. You might even step on the scale and gain a pound, right? Because you could be more hydrated than you were the day before lots of different factors right but you're if you're measuring yourself in those in those small time increments and you're expecting linear growth it's just not it's not going to happen and that's and that's sort of where most people drop off yeah okay that's fantastic that's that's very good um, that's very good advice very good information thank you anytime happy to have you thanks for joining us so uh at such an early hour yeah. <laughs> thanks for a nice. great question owen and guys, talking about compounding, there's actually a really profound effect to being, you know, to doing what you say you're going to do every day that it's like, if you work for uh, one day today and then 
one day next week and in between you like don't do what you say you're going to do the effect of actually working two days in a row is much higher and that effect actually grows exponentially because your confidence actually compounds when you do what you say you're going to do or you do what you tell yourself or you write down you're going to do you start to get more confident that you can achieve things because you're being true to yourself when an opportunity comes to you and you're like you know i was going to lose 30 pounds six months ago and i didn't do it and i fell off now an opportunity comes to you you might be excited about the opportunity but deep down inside you're like well shit, i couldn't even do what i told myself i was going to do so you don't have that confidence so there's a an effect of compounding confidence that's that's really important to note as well yep yeah and all, and all these things start to compound on themselves yeah it's really like you know if, if you're not familiar with compounding interest just do some simple math on a compounding interest account um, and you'll see how quickly a thousand dollars can turn into a million dollars, you know, at, at, with compounding interest. The same thing is happening inside of you with your confidence. Yeah. And Jim said, it's hard to measure success when you don't have physical results. So that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, you know, Ralph also recommended check out the book, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Thanks for that, Ralph. Um, should we call up the next person? Yep, Jason, you are up next. Where are you from, Jason? Jason. Looks like your mic may not be connected. I see it's grayed out. Jason, I'm just gonna move you to the back of the line. Uh, and if you can fix your mic, then uh, go ahead and raise your hand again and we'll try it again but I'm gonna call Allison up. Allison's next. Unmute. Uh, hi guys, thanks so much for being here again. Really appreciate this. Hey, no problem. I have a question about Facebook ads. I have, um, in, in other situations, I'm new to dropshipping, um, but I've used Facebook ads in the past where I've hired someone to do it. So the account is set up. When I look at the Facebook ads manager account, to me, it's just, um, it's overwhelming um, to create ads. However, so, so I ask someone else to create a, an ad, but I feel like I can bring my own value to getting the ad out into the world, but I don't know how to like physically do it. So I know that you talked about the lazy man method for testing. I was wondering if you had a similar type of method, like, you know, Facebook for dummies, um, Facebook ads for dummies, so that people who don't know how to do Facebook ads can do them. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in here quick, Jared, and then I'll let you pile on top. I, th I would say <clears throat> really what, the, what people struggle with the most when they're trying to get started in terms of like Facebook ads or any sort of digital marketing is they don't know how to quote unquote do it because they have no idea what the data actually means. Right? So the, the, the metrics inside your Facebook ad account are all telling you a story of what's happening, right? You delivered an ad to this many people and they all took and a certain amount of them took, took certain actions. Right? And, and if we don't know what any of that means, it's impossible to know what to do. So that's the first step is to drill into all of these different metrics that are in the Facebook ad manager and, and figure out what they mean. Um, so 
the easiest way that I can explain it is we're going to take the entire sales funnel from start to finish, which is really only like five steps uh, and break those down. So you have someone who you have an impression, right? Someone who got delivered your ad, right? Then you have a click, a link click, someone who clicked on your call to action, whatever you want them, whatever action you wanted them to take. Then they viewed your content on your website, right? They viewed your landing page and then they may have added to cart and they may have initiated checkout and they may have purchased. So that funnel is what you're really trying to, to focus on and look at. And, and that, that information uh, will start to paint a picture of, of what's happening and where you could potentially improve. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and just to kind of recap and simplify as well, like you, you gotta just start doing it. Like you just gotta go on ads manager and start making some ads and figuring it out. Um, a lot of people like try to overlearn things before they actually take action. And like, you'll learn way more by just doing it. Plus there's millions of resources on Google and YouTube. Um, I don't even know if we've up, we, I think we have a course in within Zendrop now. I'm not sure if it's up there live yet, but if not, it will be in the next few days, um, with a full on like 200 hour course on drop shipping. Um, but just, you just gotta do it. Like you just gotta just go in and start making some ads, play around with it. It's not that complicated. You know, millions of people use it. I'm confident that you could too. And also an important, important thing to consider is, you know, if you hire somebody to run your ads and you don't know how to do it yourself, uh, there's no way of you judging if that person's going to be doing a good job or not. So I would definitely, if you're going to outsource it, uh, highly, highly recommend doing it first and getting at least a feel for the general basics. Cause you're not going to know if you're overpaying this person, if they're doing a good job, you're not going to be able to have a pulse on what's working and what's not working. I, I hear you and I'll go for it. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Good question. All right. Ava is up next. Hi, can you hear me? We can. Awesome. So um, I have a question. What if you see a product that you want to sell because you think it'll be hot or um, one of you or Adrian, you know, tells us like this is going to be a hot product. Would you still make an ad for it if it doesn't make sense for your brand? Like if I don't have anything on tactical carry, but I like really want to sell this knife or something, even though like none of my stuff in my store is tactical carry, would you still do it or let it go? So you got to, well, it, it depends. So you got to uh, think about your business as like, there's, there's a front end product, like a winning product that's getting sales profitably and driving customers to your store that you can sell other things to. But if you have a store that sells, you know, unicorn pillows, you're probably not going to want to sell a knife on that store. Um, <laughs> there's no, but there's no reason not to have multiple stores. Um, you know, you could easily have a general store that you could sell any type of product on. And really like the best way to do is you start with a general store. Let's say you sell that knife goes really well. You can build out a, a branded tactical carry store because of that. But you got, you just got to think of it. Like there's not like you might have thousands of products on your store, but like one of them is going to drive all the people in and then you can hit them with emails, with SMS, with Facebook messengers, with retargeting. So to answer your question, it depends on how crazy different your niche is than that product. Um, but there's no reason not to have multiple stores. Can I have a follow-up question? Sure. 
Um, when you're switching to precise um, or from precise targeting to broad targeting, are you creating a new campaign or would you edit the precise campaign to make it broad? Like do you edit within what you've already done or do you copy and edit the new one and kill the old one? Yeah, so um, first of all, the targeting is at the ad set level. The campaign is basically, each campaign's its own product and then underneath that, each ad sets its own audience, so broad or narrow or whatever. Um, but the answer is you don't change it, you just create a new one. You don't want to change your ad set. There's no reason to do that. Also, <clears throat> very important to note that the, the data that Facebook stores is at the campaign level. So essentially, if you started a new campaign, what you'd be doing is you'd be, you wouldn't be using any of the data that your pixel has collected on any of the previous purchases, link clicks, add to carts, anything from any of the traffic you've been running. Again, with compounding in, the compounding effects of running a good Facebook campaign is that it's, Facebook's getting better and better at finding purchasers because it stores the data at the campaign level. So it knows you're running the same campaign and it's going to use the data that it already has to find more buyers. So definitely want to keep it in the same campaign. Okay. So, um, so if I, sorry, <laughs> last question, I think. So if I have a campaign that has been getting like a sale every couple days, so I feel like it's working, but I'm not sure what, how to improve it. Cause like for the past like four months, um, I've just been not, like I've been spending more than I've been making, but I'm still like, every time I think I want to kill the ad, I get another sale. So I'm like, should I reiterate? Or do you think that's way too long, way too slow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, Jared. Um, okay. I'll go ahead. Uh, I mean, this happens to a lot of people. Like they start selling and like they're losing money, but they're making sales. So they have this false sense of success. To, like keep them doing it the simple answer is no, like kill it, move on to the next product. Always like you gotta be ready to like, you gotta test a shitload of products. That's it. That's the name of this game. Like be ready to test 50 products. Seriously. Like one or two of them will be big winners. Maybe three or four of them will be little winners where you make a few hundred dollars. But you just, if, if, if it's going on for a long time, I mean, my lazy man method I taught is like after three days, there's not a certain amount of purchases to kill it, but um, to answer your question, move on to the next product. Yeah, move on. Uh, the very first dropshipping store I ever made, the first product I tested got a shitload of sales, um, but I could never make it profitable um, and wound up dumping a bunch of money into it. And I had the same exact sort of, it's like, well, I'm getting so many sales. Like I wanna, this, this has to work, right? But it, it doesn't have to work and often doesn't. All right, thank you so much. No problem. Great questions. All right. Uh, Jason said he got his mic working. So let's see if we can pull him back up. Mic working? Work yes, it. sir. Perfectly. I had a brand new uh, webcam and I screwed it up. Um, All good. I put a book in the, uh, in the chat there. The Dip by Seth Godin is... Uh, is one on the topic before on uh, the, what the dip does is talk about uh, how products and businesses sometimes have dips and to know when it's a dip and when it's a cliff. 
on uh, when to stay in and when to stay out. That's not why I called. Um, I'm just new to Zen Drops. I'm just new to all of this, but uh, I've been using or Oberlo and uh, I have one sale so far and it was screwed up and it wasn't a good experience. And I'm wondering, I found basically most of the products that I already had on my site on Zendrop. And I'm gonna substitute, I'm just gonna drop the other one and put yours in. Um, but the question is, do you operate the same way as Obolo? In other words, uh, somebody buys something, you handle all the, the stuff and do the drop shipping? Is that is that the way this works? Yes, we do. So you connect the product. If you turn on auto fulfill, every time you make a sale, we'll fulfill it for you and ship it out. And so you do all the that follow up and everything else. And then the tracking number that gets uploaded to your Zendrop account goes into your Shopify store, and your customers notified uh, of of the uh, shipped order. Cool, because it's been a real problem. Uh, Obolo didn't want to deal, didn't want to connect with AliExpress, and AliExpress didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, so I'm I'm sold. I'm I've been moving everything over. Yeah, that's pretty much why we created Zendrop in the first place. Business model is so amazing, but the supply side is very shaky. And you know, when you're dealing with AliExpress suppliers, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, there's a lot of like shady practices that happen on that side of the world where, you know, if you start scaling, they might send out good products for the first week and then swap them out to cheap products to make a margin. You might get fake tracking numbers. I mean, we've been through it all. So we, we live as a company to serve your fulfillment needs, really. In this case, I think it was their overall problem, not, not the, the shipper shipped, but then I couldn't get tracking numbers and all of that crap. And it was at this end, I think, and not, you know, Obola and not, not at AliExpress end. But anyway, I'd rather not have that hassle. I know you guys are doing well, so I'm here. We, we got you, Jason. And if you ever need any help, our support team is stellar. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we don't have any more hands raised. Does anyone have any other questions that they wanted to come up and ask? I had a couple like more technical questions that got emailed to me that we can go through. Um, oh, we got Allison has her hand raised again. So we'll bring her back up. I'm sorry, just one other question about Facebook. As you can see, I'm getting into the weeds on it. Um, it is really hard to connect with someone like a human being uh, at Facebook. And <laughs> even this week, um, I was trying to send through the messenger and it wouldn't go through. Do you have any advice on connecting with Facebook ads people? Yeah, it's difficult. If you don't have a rep, it is. Uh, it can be difficult. Scott Hilsey actually filmed a cool video on how to do it the quickest. There's like he filmed an entire YouTube video, just type in like how to connect with a Facebook ad agent, Scott Hilsey on YouTube. And you'll see the video that he filmed. Hopefully that method still works, but it's basically, he gets you right to a chat box. Uh, and then you just copy and paste the word agent over and over again. And uh, that's what we've seen to be like the fastest way to get an agent. 
Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. All right, should we uh, go through a couple of the technical questions? And then if anyone else wants to jump up, go ahead and raise your hand in the chat box. Um, and if you have any other questions, you can just, oh, we got a Q&A box here too. Um, okay, we answered most of those questions. Cool. Yep, so the <clears throat> first question I have here is uh, a question about when to kill an ad. Says the purchases stopped after three or four days. What could be the reason for that? And should I kill the ad in this case? I don't see any bad comments or something on the ad page. Uh, so kind of difficult without much context to really, to really answer that fully. Like, I don't know how much money you're spending. I don't know how much the product costs. I don't know what your margin is. I don't know what you've tested. Um, but I would say, if you're spending more than five or 10 bucks a day and you haven't gotten sales in a few days, probably a good idea to, to shut it down. Uh, it's also a good idea to test other ad creatives, ad copy, um, or maybe potentially change the pricing on your product page. There's so many things you can do to try to get some more sales and some more traction. But um, from what, from what we know, that's what I recommend. Yeah. And you know, in the beginning, like when you're trying to get something off the ground, you just got to keep moving onto different products. But then once something starts scaling and you're, you know, it's a winning product, then you got to set KPIs. Then you got to kill based on your cost per acquisition. You know, once you're scaling and you're spending thousands of dollars a day, you can cut based on your cost per acquisition, based on your, you know, CPMs, based on different KPIs. But in the beginning, don't put too much thought into it. Just keep moving. Like literally, yeah. like, clear your brain of all the, the thoughts that may go into why it's not working or anything. Just go on to the next product. That's just like genuine advice that I'd recommend you do. Yeah. Just keep moving. That's, that's definitely the, uh, the name of the game. All right. Ava has her, her hand raised. So bring her up. Hi. Um, that question just made me wonder, is there anything that you like if in, let's say three days have gone by and you're not getting many results how do you decide whether to change up something in the ad itself like the copy or the audience versus just killing that product altogether is there things you look other things you look for or is it just like time and experience and just trying things out i'll take this one so Basically, I, there's a method I, I shared the, on one of the other calls called the lazy man method. It just makes it really easy. Um, when you're testing a product, you make, you create an ad set with a $3 budget, $3, uh, targeting the US 18 plus, so no targeting, and you duplicate it 30 times, and you let that ad set, you let those ad sets run for three days. And after the first day, if there's no view content, you kill it. There's no add to cart after the second day, you kill it. And after the third day, if there's no purchase, you kill it. And then you see how many ad sets you have left. If you have five or more left, then you go on to test more. So that kind of simplifies it. And if you're not in the ballpark or you don't have at least five sales, it's not worth going and testing different creatives, testing different ad copy, testing different things on your landing page, onto the next product. Now, if you have you know $25,000 to spend, and you own a brand and you have inventory and you have to make it work, then you could invest in all these different creatives and figuring out how to make it work. But if you're drop shipping, 
you have the luxury of not having to do that. Just move on to the next product until one of them gets traction. And then once it gets traction, you know that you can make it better. Like if it's, if it's profitable off the, off the cusp, when you just start, you know, you can make it more profitable. You know, you can make better videos, different ad creatives, different copy, different landing pages. Um, but to answer your question, if it's not getting traction in the beginning, just on to the next product. Thank you. You are both so amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Just to, just to touch on that again. I mean, it's exactly what Jared said is he sort of nailed it. You know, once you find that it's working, once you find some traction, you could optimize it by testing all these things, but testing all these things before you know if it's actually going to work or not, before you know what the price point is, before you know who's buying it on Facebook, like it is, it, it's, it's a good way to get yourself into a hole and get discouraged. That's what it is. But it's a great tool, uh, you know, to optimize and, and, and make things better. All right, should we call up the next person? Yep, Kathy is up. Hi again. I just wanted to reinforce something that you guys say um, a lot, and that is that we get too attached to the outcome of a certain thing happening a certain way. And what we need to do, my experience says, is um, and I've been to a couple of classes that reinforce this too. You've got to let go of the attachment to the outcome. You're doing everything you know how to do. You've got the skills, you've got the people to refer to, to improve and go forward. And it's just about, okay, let go. And some people like to say, let go and let God. Some people just like to let go and, and let it all go. So it's, it's really about trust. You just got to trust that your intuition, your knowledge, your experience, and all of that put together with the team is going to work for you. And, and that's why um, you got to move on the, the lazy man method. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Brad. That was beautiful, Kathy. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that that's, that's awesome. And that sums up at such a high general level life that you just have to let go and you just have to let things happen and you don't have control over most things and you can only do your best. You need to keep good energy. You need to keep moving. And then things will happen how they happen. And most of the time they happen better than you expect them to. Amen. So thank you for sharing that, Kathy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you can only control what you can control, right? That's right. that's it. Boom. Awesome. Looks like Kamal has his hand raised again. Yeah, hey guys, it's Kamal back again. Yeah. Uh, like I've once read uh, like in, in Russell Brunson's book, like get advice from people who have accomplished what you want to accomplish and definitely getting advice from like jerry and brad that's something really great so this like the question i have like not related to facebook as a drop shipping but it's okay like um, i'm actually in uganda here like and and so schools schools are reopening like on monday so and and like and I, like i'm in my last year of high school so i'm so so once schools reopen, that's definitely gonna affect the amount of time I can get for like dropshipping and e-commerce. So like I would like to ask you guys like, um, what you guys, what 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 will be your advice on, on what I can do on that? Because like this is something like I'm really excited about, and Q4 is just in the corner. So and um, yeah, so what would you guys let like tell me to do like towards Q4 and then like having schools reopen because like. Like 
I'm not I'm not like really excited about school and 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 about that. So yeah, what what will be your advice on that? Yeah, man. Look, I mean, if you if you really are interested in it and it's something you really want to do, you're going to make time for it, right? It's uh it's something that, you know, school obviously takes up a decent amount of time, but there's a lot of time before school and after school to get in what you want to get in, what's important to you. You know, you or you can spend time after school hanging out with friends, you know, like I did kind of dicking around or you could, or you could, you know, do what you want to do. And if this is really important to you, then, then you'll make time for it. Yeah. And it's not about how much time you put in. It's about how consistent you are. So you, you can, you can make time for one or two hours a day working on your business every single day, but it's really easy to use what you're doing, going to school, whatever, as an excuse to not work one day. And that's what'll cripple you. You got to be consistent every day. So it's not about how much time; it's about how much consistency you have. Yeah, and if you're if you're not really passionate about school, I wasn't very passionate about school either. Um, I kind of punted it, and uh, it you know they'll they'll sort of just push you through the system. Obviously, you know you've got to learn, right? You but at the, at this point, you've probably gotten some some um, some decent skills from being in school for the majority of your life. If it's not something you're passionate about, just focus on what, what you are passionate about uh, because school is not the end all be all. It's, it's definitely something that's, uh, that's important, but it's not the end all be all. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, no matter what you do, it's gonna lead you to that next thing and nothing's the end all be all. So like right. you go to school and you go to university, it's gonna lead you to meet someone that leads you to the next thing you do, that leads you to the next thing. And if you don't, if you start an e-commerce, it'll lead you down a different path. But the key is that you just got to go with, you know, go with your intuition um, and just be true to yourself is really the, the high level answer there. And keep moving. Like we've been saying, you know, if you want to do, uh, you know, if you want to do e-commerce, you want to start a dropshipping store, go in um, and just keep doing it. Right. Um, and keep, keep just making productive strides. Right. That's, yeah. that's, what's going to, that's, what's going to connect you to that next person or spark that next idea or give you the experience that you need to take the, the next opportunity that you get. It's all about, you know, just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really appreciate that because like I've already started my store and like I've made a couple of dollars and yeah, this is something like I'm really excited about. So like, yeah, guys, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the advice of that. Keep, keep no it up. Keep up the good energy. All right, David, you're up next. What's up, David? Hey, can you hear me? Loud and yes, clear. All right, great. Um, thank you guys for taking the time to um, have this call every Thursday. It's real, I'm getting, really getting a lot of value out of it, and it's, it's really helpful. Um, I had a question about mindset, and it's kind of tied into what you were just talking about with the previous caller. Um, but I tend to uh, overthink and overanalyze things a lot. And so do you have any tips or techniques for like getting out of your head um, taking consistent action and, and trusting the process um, without overthinking or overanalyzing it too much. Yeah, I think we got a lot. Yeah, I, I can take it off this one big time. I mean, so David, I mean, am I, can I assume that you're probably like a pretty smart person? Like, you consider yourself like a pretty intelligent guy? Uh, yeah, probably. That's the problem sometimes. Like, I consider myself pretty smart. Brad's a smart guy. And if you're smart, it's like, it could sometimes cripple you. It could, so you could sometimes think overthink yourself into not doing anything. 
And your mind could be, you know, it could be your worst enemy or it could be your best friend. Uh, write down this book. It's called Outwitting the Devil. And it's basically the devil's your mind. And it's about how to outwit your mind. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend it. Um, but straight up, like if you're sitting in bed thinking about something, you're trying to figure out how to get to that next thing, you're not going to do it. It's, it's about literally getting up, getting physical, you know, jumping up and down, going for a run, feeling good, meditating. When I have a problem and I don't know what to do, actually, and this is something I literally do, I have a meditation room in my house and I go in the sauna, I put on some good music, I stretch, I meditate, and then I get myself in a really high energy state. I do some energy work, some breath work, and then the, the, the answers to the problems I have actually come to me instead of me chasing after them. And then when I'm chasing after problems, I'm, I'm overthinking things, my mind always tends to think of the worst case scenario. No matter how many times I go through this process, I, every, almost everything I do, I think about what's gonna happen and it's always like not a good scenario, but then the outcome, and it, I've proven this to myself numerous times over and over again, the outcome's almost always better than I expected it to be, if not always. So you just have to know that, you need to get out of your head, you know, literally like work out or exercise or meditate or stretch before you start thinking about things. And, uh, and just know that the reason that you go through this is because you, you have a high level of intelligence and your mind is, is a strong mind. Yeah, you've got a, a big prehistoric brain that's that's just trying to keep you from getting chased down by a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, but that's that's not really a threat anymore. So it's kind of doing more of a disservice than a service. I like to, Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, has a really good uh, mantra that she uses to sort of overcome this analysis paralysis. It's just it's just start by starting. That's That's the mantra. And I find it to be extremely useful. You know, it happens to me sometimes too, still, you know, where I'll, I'll look at my to-do list or, you know, all the things that I, that I have to do. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I've got analysis paralysis. I'm trying to figure out what to do first, how to do it. Uh, but starting on just picking one, like you could literally close your eyes and just pick one and start starting just the, just the act of starting gets the momentum going. It gets your brain thinking about other things that you could be doing, um, and, and it just gets it gets it just it just gets you moving, right? And, and an object in motion tends to stay in motion. You'll tend to start just to do other things, um, and get once you get the momentum going, it, it's it's a lot easier than just uh, trying to start. You just just have to start on something. Yeah, those are excellent answers. Thanks so much for the help, and I'll definitely check that book out. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. And for, for everyone else, like, you know, so much, so often we focus on, on what we need to do and like, there's always a lot of things to do, but I find it really useful when I'm in that state of mind to focus on who I need to be, the type of person I need to be, you know, do I need to be more compassionate or do I need to reach out to more people or do I, do I need to be easier on myself? You know, and if I focus more on who I need to be, the things I need to do, come to me as opposed to me chasing after them and thinking about all the reasons why it won't work. So that's just yeah. another, another tip. That's a really good point. And I think Jared's a little more spiritual. I'm a little more analytical. I would say like to another point is, you know, 80% done is much better. 80% done is much better than, uh, you know, 90% done, but not finished. I would say uh, that's almost always better is just to get something done 
because uh, it's never going to be perfect, right? And so you need to get some version of an MVP, even if it's just completing a simple task, you need some version of a minimum viable product to put out there into the world to start the feedback loop, right? You got to put something out there so you can start to get feedback about what works about it, what doesn't work about it, how you could reiterate, how you could improve on it. Uh, you just need to get something out there so you can start that feedback loop. Yes, sir. David, thanks for the uh, great questions, my friend. All, All right. right. Um, I think we're about about time to wrap up here. Should we go over anything else? We got yeah. one more person with their hand up. Uh, yeah, we'll take one last question here from Alex. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Alex, what's up? Hey, uh, I typed in my question, but since you're going to sign off, I you probably didn't see it. So, um, free shipping. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And um, how would I be able to cal cal calculate that into my uh, price and still be comparable or somewhere near um, Amazon price? First of all, your price doesn't need to be comparable or somewhere near Amazon price because you're selling impulse buy products. People are seeing your ad on Facebook, going right to your website and buying. They're not shopping around other products. So don't worry about that. Um, and I always recommend to charge shipping. Um, I used an example of one of my stores. We did like $750,000 in shipping for the year. And that was like pretty much all of our profit. So um, yeah, charge shipping and don't worry about pricing on Amazon. Yeah, it's a good idea to charge shipping. Um, I, I actually like sometimes to test with free shipping just to get some sales to the door, you know, cause it is a friction point. And then, you know, once you've proven the product out, you can bump that, that shipping price back up and kind of obviously play with it to, to see where, where you should land on it. But uh, like Jared said, it, it, it usually does help quite a bit. Cool deal. All right. All right, guys. Um, Brad, we're ready to wrap this up here. Yep. Ready to wrap it up. Appreciate everyone for, for hanging out with us. Uh, it was a really awesome call. A lot of really good questions. Guys, if you, uh, if you don't mind, jump on the next one. You know, we, we really love the, the good energy. We love seeing people on here. Uh, you know, we enjoy these calls a lot. So we're doing these every week. Just keep an eye out uh, on your email and we hope to see you again next week. Yeah, we might, uh, we may try to do them earlier. Um, we might try to just find a sweet spot of what time we want to do it. We might do some earlier, some later. I know our boy Owen in London would appreciate it if we do it a little bit earlier. So, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out in your email inbox. We'll be emailing you about it for next week. All right, guys. And we do, we do take feedback very seriously. So if you have any feedback for us, anything we can do to improve or any other, you know, things we'll definitely take into consideration. So have a good night or good day, wherever you are in the world. We'll see you guys on the next call. All right, that's it. Episode's over. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, leave us a rating. It really helps the show. Uh, and contact us if you have any questions or if you have any feedback. It is super valuable to us and we really appreciate it. We will see you on the next one.